Chicago, it's time for another episode of the, the podcast. podcast. I am your illustrious host, Justin J. Warren. Do we have an amazing show for you? I cannot wait to introduce our special guest. Tonight, we are talking about music. What is going on in the music industry? Is it for the good? Is it for the bad? We discuss tonight. What about the power of music? Why is music so important to us? We've got two music people here that are going to talk about that. Running a band, running a group. What's that like? You'll find out tonight with two people who have done that. And of course, we are going to promote our wonderful guest and we end every episode of the podcast with the Jacob of Week. It's all of that on this episode of The Chicago 60. And gentlemen, it is now time for The Podcast. Well, hello everybody. It is I, your illustrious host, Justin Jaywar. And I am super excited to be back here with all of you. We have an amazing episode. Just like I said, we've got an amazing topic and an amazing special guest. Before we get to our special guest, I would like to introduce my wonderful, beautiful, uh, coronavirus-free... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he am I? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> but wonderfully talented and amazing person it is, of course. Ron Russell, I'm so happy to be here. That was such a great intro, as usual. Mr. JJ! Thank you very much, Ron. And, of course, we have our man in the booth. He's taking a fuck ton of photos right now. Yeah, 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 clicking back there. It is is quiet. Storming the Norman. What's up, Will he say something more? Hey. (laughs) Nope, just hey it is. And, of course, we got our other mystical man from another land. (laughs) <laughs> Joe Nilo. Joe Nilo. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do something different since Justin whispered. That was good. <laughs> Joe knows. Oh, I fucking love it. Ah, that is your C60 crew here tonight. And now I have the wonderful pleasure of introducing our wonderful special guest. That's he right. is an extremely talented individual. He is musically lyrical. He is lyrically musical. <laughs> He's... <laughs> he is an amazing composer, songwriter, musician, pianist. I don't know all the other musicians and or musicians Terms. instruments that he plays, but he is unbelievably talented. I have seen him play five times in concert live with his wonderful band that he started with an amazing crew called Gramps the Vamp. That's right. Tell it me. is a man that I went to high school with at Bennett Academy, Word. and Word. now we're doing cool shit together. It is Word. none other than Word. Max Megate. What's up, everybody? Hello. What is, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Happy Excellent. to be here. Fantastic. Well, it's good to have you. It's Shoot. wonderful to have you here. Um, yeah, so what an intro, I must say. Well, you're well, you know, it's warranted. That's uh, that's it's all I have to say about that. JJ. That's right. Now, before we get into our wonderful podcast and all of the wonderful, crazy things that we uh, do here today, uh, I just wanted to let you know that our beer of the night is Kona Big Wave, a golden ale about waves that aren't golden. But it, it's an it's a gold it's a it's an ale it's a golden it's it's an ale. Yeah, and you just ride that wave <laughs> until you can. Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, cheers to the podcast. You're drinking before your cheers, and Ron, gosh darn I was it! Already up to All my right. lips. Sorry. 
Mm. Mm. Tastes mm. like ocean. Just kidding. Okay. Uno mencito. Okay, so we've got an amazing um, uh, episode here. In addition to the beer of the day, I'd like to let you all know that this episode is sponsored by Potholes. That's right, Potholes. Chicago, we know about Potholes, and Potholes have a message for you. We're coming. Winter is ending, and we're here. You thought that you'd avoid us? No. We're here to cause your car damage, to make your phone change songs in the middle of driving, to make sure that your axle on your wheel falls off when you really needed to get to work really early that morning, and now you're going to be an hour late, and then your boss is going to yell at you, and you have to stand there and say nothing because you know that saying that you got hit by a pothole is not a valid excuse. We're here. We're going to be here when the, you take the bus, and then the bus gets blown out tire because you hit a pothole because the city hasn't filled it, even though they have the funds to maybe do it, or do they? Who knows? But you know what? One, one quick request from us, don't draw a penis. Don't draw a penis to fill us in. That doesn't make us feel good at all. No, Just let us be there to make your life miserable. Potholes. We're here to make your life miserable. Well, thank you, Chicago Potholes. That was, um, yeah, that was a, that you know was what, a <laughs> you know what they, uh, draw, you know what they sent us? Draw a penis in a pothole? Yeah. So yeah, that was a story. So a lady actually drew a penis around the pothole, and then they came and cl- and filled it in because they didn't want to leave the penis on the street. Oh. So yeah, potholes but don't like it. It got it got them to fill it in though. That's draw, true. It so. did. Draw more penises. It did. Yeah, draw yeah, draw more penises. <laughs> this is a big ones. Super big penises. Big ones. Why are we whispering? Hey, guess what? It says the ground is black as black penises. <laughs> big black penises to fill in potholes. Okay, well, that's uh, great way to start out the show. Super great way. Well, I know what the, you know. What the potholes sent us a bunch of gravel. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Thanks, potholes. Thank you. All right. Well, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, uh, after those kind words from Potholes, uh, we want to get into talking with our wonderful special guest. Uh, you uh, run the band Gramps the Vamp, yes, which is fantastic. We went to Bennett Academy together. We, we did. The same the same year. Yeah. Joe is also 2008. a Bennett Academy no graduate. No way. Four years our senior, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Go Red Wings. Go. Uh, <laughs> Justin did not. Uh, Justin didn't tell me this This heads up, so that was cool. That was a yeah, nice surprise. I'm full of surprises. I'm full of surprises. So uh, there you go. Now, um, Max, you are musically talented. Uh, and I know because I've seen you perform, and I've we were listening to a bit of your music in the intro here. Uh, that's most – you pretty much are the main composer – or you compose all the music, and then how does that work? I'm the main composer, but it's definitely a bit of a collaboration on, okay, gotcha. on a lot of this stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Uh, but it's delightful music. I, I love listening to it. And uh, I've seen you guys perform, like I said, about five times. It's been absolutely fantastic. So um, what I wanted to talk with you, since our man uh, across from me over there, Ron, <coughs> is also a very musically talented individual in the hip-hop and rap game over yes. here. Yes, yes. I wanted to talk a little bit about the music industry, mm-hmm. music in general today in America. What you're witnessing, you both come, you both involved with the music industry, but you come from a little bit of a different side of it. Uh, yeah. Running like a hip hop rap group, doing a band that's got a very unique sound, and you know what the how, how you know how difficult it is to navigate an industry where so many people are involved, but everybody's trying to get to. A certain place uh, to get people to listen to their music, to get inspired by the music, and then hopefully that uh, bears a lot of fruit, as they say. So, uh, Max, I wanted to start out asking you, just in general, being in the music industry, 
teaching music, etc., being around musicians, running your own band, what are some trends you're noticing uh, in the music <coughs> industry today that you find are uh, perhaps being detrimental to the expansion or hmm. the uh, uh, the enjoyment of music listening today? Because I have some thoughts, but I want to start hmm. with hitting you up. Deep question. Mm, yes. Two things come to mind. One is one is the democratization of music and how you don't need labels anymore. Like it's almost considered like you're almost considered a dummy to like work with a label and give away like give rights away. and just for a little uh, advance up front mm -hmm. uh, when you can really do it yourself. Um, you know, we're my band, Gramps the Vamp, is running an Indiegogo campaign right now yes. uh, to make an album. That's because we don't have any label support. And quite frankly, that's okay. That's cool with us. So it's definitely a, a big trend in the music industry is that you can do it yourself. And uh, the second thing that springs out of that is that you get very uh, hyper-specialized uh, styles because you don't have to fit any kind of mold mm -hmm. that the label is imposing on you. Um, and again, my band is kind of a, a expression of that kind of freedom to just really like find a niche and, and stick with that. So I, I think it's actually really positive. I think it's really interesting um, hearing all of the creativity that is not being, um, I don't know, like filtered by labels and by the business. And it's more just like if somebody wants to make a specific kind of music that they come up with, you can do it. You can put it on social media. You can put it on Spotify. You can get it out to people. Right. There's a lot of challenges that come along with that, but I think it's positive. Interesting. So, I this is in, Ron. Have you uh, come across this at all? Also, about uh, particularly in like the hip hop rap game, I feel like a lot of I, I don't know, but this is me mm -hmm. making based on my observations. It seems like there's say what you gotta say, a Jay. lot of rappers are trying to. Well, they're they're doing their own stuff, going to open mics and things like that. But it seems like uh, <coughs> you know some of the great ones have gone off on their own, but they always seem like they're either in a group of some size or, or of some kind, or they're trying to get with a larger recording label like so you're i'm trying to get with jay-z's label i'm trying to get with so is that slightly different than what max is saying or is um, there a general <coughs> similar theme? max is i mean he's dead on um no one is using labels anymore it's just not because the labels only thing they i mean the ba the, the label is nothing but a bank mm -hmm. you know if you're smart if you're smart um you would pretty much use label money for promotion mm. advertisement mm -hmm. You know, you were going to the studio. You know, you, you, you get you get this money, you know, from the label. You know, you got to record all your music. Uh, you got to promote your stuff. You know, you, you got to pay all. You got to pay. Your, you got so many people you have to pay. Um, and rap, hip hop is power in numbers. Yep. So as far as when you're saying uh, people are looking to group and collaborate with people, it's a great way to help market yourself and also cross market the other artists if you're not necessarily in the same crew. At this point right mm -hmm. now, <clears throat> which is really cool with streaming. All the artists that I listen to, you know, I grew up listening to, 
these guys are still putting music out by themselves independently, and now they're collaborate they're collaborating with artists that they probably never <coughs> would have before. Because when you're signed to a label, you have to do what they say. Yeah, you sure. know, you have to work things out. They have to pay those artists. You know, they have to give you the money to pay for uh, um, you know <coughs> a guest appearance and stuff like that. Now you got guys that probably would have never worked with each other, and they actually are putting full length projects out, and they're doing it consistently. You know. I think with the streaming service, so it's a, it's, it's a gift and a curse to streaming because you really have to be putting up like Ed Sheeran numbers to like benefit from streaming, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or you got to really diversify yourself and be across all the platforms, you know, and still perform. Like that is the number one way to earn money is the live performances and your merchandise. Labels can't take that. That's all you. Um, streaming services are great. It helps you to get out there, you know, and that's what everyone's doing now. You know, I mean, even if you're not on, if you're not on a streaming service, I mean, people being discovered on SoundCloud and things like that. So you don't need a label. Yes, you have to do everything yourself, and that's why probably those that are signed to labels may be not that business savvy. You know, they know how to record music and things like that, but they don't know how to walk their dogs to go and put that music out because it is a music. I mean, it's music business. You know, you got to be yeah. able to do the the second part. Because the first part, creating, is easy. It's the getting out there and pushing yourself and promoting and, and, and being, you know, the, the rejections and trying to sell your product in, in hand and stuff like that. So that's where it is right now. But I agree with Max. I mean, <clears throat> the only, I feel like the only people that's on labels now are, like, well, well-established artists or artists that have been packaged so well they've pretty much been put together, you know. And yeah. who knows how long they're going to be signed to that label. It may gotcha. be a one, two-album deal. They might bounce and do their own thing independently. A lot of people might take a deal get themselves out there once that contract or they fulfill their obligations for that 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 deal they go off and do their own thing and they just flourish because now like you said you got all the freedom in the world yeah well it was interesting you brought up something i wanted to get to about like soundcloud and stuff so max so obviously for i mean hip-hop and rap is a fairly well recognized well supported very popular music genre and then there we so we had uh, another fellow on here elijah burlow who's like a folk music singer, you with your band, Gramps of Amp, have a very unique niche type of music style. So for um, people like yourself and like other groups and bands, like the other genres that I feel like, that I really like, but I feel like don't get as much of the hype, mm -hmm. where other than like a SoundCloud and stuff, where are you, like where do you put your music out? Where are your friends or people that you know in the industry putting out? Like what's the promotion style that's different from like what you're trying to do in, in kind of like this, you know, overly media hype thing. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I asked it because I love what the music you do and what my buddy Thank Elijah you. does and several other musicians that I know they're doing like jazz and other things yeah. like that, that people might enjoy, but it's just not like, I, I personally do don't even it? know where to go to, right. to find it. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what are mm -hmm. some of the trends for that? And like, how do you feel people like yourself and other people, you know, that are in those genres can get out <coughs> more and, and get more listeners to this? Well, there are blogs that, like, you know, just people that listen to music all day put all, you know, tell you exactly uh, what they think of the music and just it, it's a locus for discovering new stuff. And I don't, I used to do, a, I used to look at a lot more blogs to find music, but these days I've been on Bandcamp. Sure. And yeah. Bandcamp is amazing. Like, okay. you can really, like, get it down. You can, uh, narrow 
the style of music you're looking for down really, really uh, specifically. Mm. And it's very artist-friendly. Like, there's a limit to how much you can... Well, I think you have an option as an <coughs> artist to limit how many streams before someone has to buy the, uh, the album. Yep. So I think for us, we do like... You can listen to it five times, but then if you like it that much, we're going to listen to it for the sixth time. Send us a dollar a song, you know. Sure. Um, sure. But send Max and his crew that dollar. Yeah, I mean, just serious. a dollar a song. Just a dollar. God. <laughs> Jesus. Blunts uh, cost more than that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Bandcamp's Bandcamp's amazing, and I I get their like weekly uh, newsletter. They know everything I like, mm-hmm. and they just send me new stuff that people are putting out. And it's some ha- some some of the artists are on labels. Some of them are indie labels. Some of them are on no labels. It's just like about the music and about reaching out directly to the listeners. Hmm. So I like I like I like Bandcamp a lot. Bandcamp, yeah, I've yeah. seen I've seen some other people using. Shout out to Bandcamp. Bandcamp. It's been around yeah. forever. Yeah. Yep. So so that's uh that seems to be uh, <clears throat> a useful tool for for people. Is is it? I'm I'm unfamiliar. So is it useful to like? Can you scroll around and find music? Do you find that a lot of people are are actively going to these types of platforms to find <clears throat> unique like, music? I feel like if anyone is on Bandcamp, they are definitely a music lover. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to yeah. be like your kind of person that's like every now and then they just listening to like the top 40 stuff. They're probably not going to be on Bandcamp. A lot of artists that promote themselves and put their music out, they're definitely putting their stuff out on there. And people that follow those individual artists, they're probably on Bandcamp looking for exclusive underground new cutting edge you know it's kind of like it reminds me of um like pitchfork i feel like pitchfork mm-hmm. is like yeah when you if you're on pitchfork you're bubbling you're about to blow you know what i'm saying you mm-hmm. might do pitchfork for a couple of years then you'll do the lot loser so i feel like it's Bandcamp is definitely for like you said you got sign artists on there you got indie artists you got people that aren't signed they just pretty much doing it for themselves but i think you have to be a real music lover if you know about that mm. yeah interesting well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I wanted to ask specifically about people who I find are artists mm-hmm. and uh, very musically <coughs> inclined, really good at their craft of creating music versus like the celebrity oh, yeah. person, right? So like people who are at Pitchfork that, I mean, there are some bands that have huge followings mm-hmm. that are not like the celebrity mm-hmm. status. So <coughs> Max, my question to you about that is what what are your thoughts about uh, the cele- the music celebrity versus the true artist cuz I would consider you a true artist because the music oh, here, the music you. I mean that song that we were playing oh, has totally. You're definitely it's it's yeah. it's intricate, it's complicated. Like yes. it's yeah, it is. there are movements to it. Yes. Whereas today there's a lot of music where it's like the same beat yep. over and over it's again, but those people <clears throat> who put out that music are like kind of have like celebrity status, and people who are doing legitimate quality music. Yourself, it's like why aren't people like you more out in there and the, like more people out there noticing people who are doing amazing stuff like you, like my friend Elijah, who are putting out really quality music stuff. So my question is, do you f- do you think that uh, there's uh, or have you witnessed a trend at all or or? from being at concerts with people who are, because I know you have a, a quite a, a following actually. There's a lot of, you know, people that I know who have been there. I've seen pe- like people go and go regular to your shows and like are supportive and everything. So um, I guess the, where I'm trying to get the crux of the question is, 
do you find that this kind of celebrity status of, of musicians and pop stars and stuff is an overall, like, is it a detriment to the art of music in some way, or is it helpful to people who are trying to make it or doing their own unique thing? Well, I don't want to hate on anybody who, like, has that celebrity status because, you know, they're... Because there, there's a there's a million different ways they could have achieved that. Sure. You know, maybe they had a really cool video and like that video went viral, or like maybe they're people just like their music so much that they have just such enthusiastic fans that they are on on that level. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think it like negatively affects like other artists that don't have that uh, celebrity. Um, I mean. With us, like we're we're an instrumental band, so like there's always gonna be like that like uh, limit to you know yep. like the audience, mm-hmm. and we're aware of that, and you know we still enjoy what we do, and there's uh instrumental bands when that you, are very say, big. When that, you say a limit to your audience, do you mean like <clears throat> you mean like a cap? Like it's like we're not gonna be like on uh I don't know, like we're not. This is a really out of date reference, but we're not gonna be like on t- MTV and gotcha. like you know what I mean. Like we're that's not gonna exactly. be, <coughs> right? You know, which right. is which, which, which is okay. I mean, yeah, which is it, fine. That's completely but kind of fine. my yeah. point also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, no offense about the the rap game, whatever. Oh, There's no, a lot no, of great no, rappers no, and stuff like that. None taken. But I do feel like sometimes it's just a. Uh, I don't know what the right term is. Uh, I, I can think of it, but I, but basically like recycled recycles. Yes. Th- like a recycling yeah. of, of artists. Like here's the one they do this type yeah. of music and then they come and here's the next guy. And he kind of does the exact yeah, same it's, it's, thing. It's, it's, so, well, and then there's like music, like what Max does and mm-hmm. what other people are doing that I'm listening to. And I'm like, damn, this yeah. is like yeah, quality stuff. Like there is a whole genre called indie yeah. music and all the different genres. Now, the, and I'm to, like, huh? to, to piggyback off what you're saying, <clears throat> as far as like commercial go, yeah, commercial, and I say I, I always say hip hop slash rap because you know it's it's very it's, it's it's a fine line at this point. A lot of people be claiming hip hop, but I don't see no hip hop elements in your your song. I don't hear it. I don't see it. I don't feel it. So I'm gonna call it rap. You know. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of music, a lot of a lot of rap music out. This seems like, oh man, I've seen this guy before. I've heard this. I've, I've heard this before, but there are a ton of, of of artists that are incredible and incredibly unique, lyrical and everything, and they're not getting the shine that they should get. It's the same thing, you know, about Max, and you know, um, it, it, so it's it, it goes both ways. You know, it just all depends on what it is that you're, uh, what what you're into. You know, you got a lot of people that pretty much generate or they dominate the um, the uh, charts. And a lot of people like that because it's commercial. You know, it's that quick, low attention span music. I kind of like some stuff that got a little bit more substance myself, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, stuff sounds good, but it just kind of go in one ear and right out the other. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm done with it. But something with some substance, some meat on it, yeah, I can ride out to that for, you know, for, for, for some time. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, though, that, that the... Um the way that artists can just directly reach their fans, this kind of goes back to your like first question. Sure. Uh, with all of social media yes, that's true. and all that stuff, like, <clears throat> like it kind of like doesn't matter as much anymore mm-hmm. if you have that celebrity status. Because like in the past, what that meant was people would like you would find an audience. Yeah. 
But now I think you can find an audience like on the internet and you just have to have like, you just have to smartly market yourself and like make it clear what you're doing and uh, put yourself out there on the right channels. And I mean, there's a whole host of questions and minutia that goes into that. But, but I think it is like a positive time for people that aren't looking to be that like next celebrity artist but are just trying to like make something mm-hmm. creative and well like, different there's, this... there's a lot of people who are who have made it who are youtube famous like i mean justin bieber is justin a great bieber? example billy eilish is a great example um, they were just putting out music taylor Swift. and taylor i mean yeah and then they you know i didn't know found, like, i didn't know she was discovered I, on youtube I, I don't know if it was youtube but i i, 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 I can't say but i heard through the grapevine okay. she put out some music mm. and people she's killing it right now like, yeah, she's and she, I mean, it. and she's very young. She's so, very young. Very young. So, and I mean, so was Justin Bieber she's when he started out. Family too, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, is that do you do you find Max that a lot of people are going, particularly the people that you may know, are going that route to they're putting out their music in that way, or do you find there's more of like a, I I'm doing this for the art of it. I love making music. What happens will happen, or do you find that people are really very in tune to the marketing aspect of what they're doing that's i because you know hmm. you know what i mean because there's kind of like the stereotype of like the artsy guy <coughs> the artsy musician who's like yeah man i'm just gonna make music and whatever. you know like a barista yeah, you know very very fancy barista at a coffee shop right and then uh then there's some people who are like no oh, i want to be famous and blah blah so do you find like there are people like that that you work with or whatever or yeah i've noticed? met a little bit of both yeah um i don't know i think that uh there's nothing wrong with uh, trying to reach an audience, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to like to reach out and uh, and get more people to come to your shows, get more people to buy your buy your music, get more people to stream your music. Um, there's definitely not any kind of selling out quality to to doing that. Um, I think that old paradigm of of selling out to the commercial industry is kind of it just doesn't apply anymore. It really does, and there's no rules. There's no rules anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules. It's just about like like I tr- I I think of uh, I think of my music as like a business, and like all right, right. how do, like how can I keep this going? How can I make it so that it provides enough of a return so that I can keep doing it? Right. You know, right. that's essentially what it comes down to. Right. It's a small business. I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question. And going mm-hmm. back on, I so I I find this. I think there can be an interesting conundrum here in that with the internet, you're able to re- to reach your niche, That, but that niche can exist anywhere in the world. Yeah. And when you have a very specific genre or a specific type of music, and, and when people are able to to search and find like this like ultra-specific thing that they're looking for, you're going to build an audience. Uh, you can build a pretty big audience, but they're going to come from all over the world. But still, as a musician, your your ultimate success, at least monetarily, is always going to come from live shows. So, how do you battle that conundrum? And, and do you have do you have an audience that is international? We do actually. Um, that was a really exciting thing to discover. Is when we started selling records on Bandcamp. Uh, people like every now and then we get an order from france every now and then we get an order from italy (coughs) i never did anything to (laughs) to market over there it just kind of reached people and and it's so i mean it it really is such a uh intentionally like niche uh 
type of music that um that i think people just found it and uh what was your initial question well i guess i mean <laughs> the way i i'm imagining this and you can you know correct me mm-hmm. but but i'm imagining that you you could as as an artist uh you can end up with a pretty large audience on the internet Got but it. that yeah. audience would be mm-hmm. scattered throughout the world right and then you find you know you, you traditionally you want to do shows and build an audience close to where you live and you yeah. slowly expand outward geographically, <laughs> but you know, having a, a audience around the world, it can be hard to where, where do you play your shows at? Yeah. 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 Um, it, it's an interesting, uh, thing that we're like navigating in real time, like trying to, trying to figure out how to do it. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I think that, so we have toured, we've done like Five, four or five tours, uh, like long tours, but then have done a lot of like Midwestern, like weekend here, weekend there in different cities. And uh, a lot of, we we reach a lot of people that way organically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I would hope that uh, the people in Italy and France are, that find our music, you know, if we ever had a chance to, to go out there, we could make a tour work that way. So I, I think from my perspective our strategy is just to uh find those niche people wherever they are Mm -hmm. and also we we make vinyl records like a physical um a physical product so there is something for people overseas to purchase vinyl which is great yeah that's a great uh segue because i actually wanted to start talking to you a little bit about um yeah, which is a unique thing that your band specifically is doing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, vinyl and records are a, are a trend coming back with the millennial it's, it's generation. It's pretty popular specifically. now. Yeah, it's been very coming, popular. It's been coming back and forth. And you can get hipsters and everybody. Yeah. Right, and you can get, well, you can get a very clear, wonderful sound from that also. That's the best sound, man. Yeah, it's it is. Rich. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is. So that's that's really nifty. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love that on your Indiegogo page, you've got the... Uh, if you spend six hundred and sixty-six dollars, a backwards uh, message on a, on a that is actually it's actually, it's, it's actually it's not a backwards message. It's etched. It, oh, it's etched, etched on the side. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Either way, it's still hilarious. But yeah, yeah, I thought that would be that a fun, funny. fun that's, number to use. Yes, yes, very yes. fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I wanted to briefly move <laughs> into is uh, specifically about well, being in music, but you've got. You've got a lot of uh, bands, so you know you've got uh, groups like hip hop groups, collectives, where it's a bunch of individual rappers that come together and part of a group. But then you're running an actual band, which mm. has got you got a real band, which has got saxophone players and trumpet players, yeah. uh, drummer, bass, uh, guitar, p- uh, piano, uh, some percussion in there. I mean, you've got a full uh, piece band there going. And so what I was curious to know is. Uh, how is being a band trying to get your music out different than being like a solo artist? Because we here have a, I mean, just to relate it to what we're doing and comedy and stuff, you know, each individual person here, like I could be a stand up. I don't do stand up anymore, but like if I was a stand up comic, I'm a stand up. Ron's an actor, uh, Norm is an improviser, Joe's Joe. Uh, but we all do individual stuff, right? Joe is Joe. Collectively, we're a unit. We're a team, and yeah. we have different roles, responsibilities. So for a band, how 
because I, I, it seems to me that you kind of have started, kind of run the majority of the band, et cetera, et cetera, but you've got all these other components. So what's it like being a band trying to navigate the industry and find that niche versus uh, being kind of like a, a solo artist? I feel you, you both kind of run, so I'm going to throw that out to both of you. Hmm. I'd like just to okay. hear what, what it took and maybe we can find some interesting similarities and differences and how does, how does it we mesh those together? Well, I've always been in bands. I don't, uh, I've, I've done very little like under just my name. Uh, I have done like some composing, like some film composing and stuff like that under my name. But, uh, but yeah, I think, so the band, ex- the haven't, the experience of having a band has been part of my music experience for many years. Yes. I do recall and in high school. Yeah. You were I had a high school band <laughs> as yes. did many people. Yes. Yeah. But, um, so how's it different? I don't know if I really can compare it too much. Uh, but I will say that, like, when I talk to artists that, so we have, we're a seven-piece band. Uh, when I talk to artists that are, like, a three or a two-piece, like a duo or something, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. talk about, like, running a crowdfunding uh, campaign like we're doing right now on Indiegogo, they're like, yeah, that's just not possible for us because we only have, like, we're only two people and our network is way less yes. than some a band with seven people and it's true it has given us a little bit of an advantage to have seven people so there's uh, a lot more of an organic yep. outreach to our to our network and uh so that's that's a positive on on the flip side you know there's 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 uh some challenges as well like you know it sounds so mo- mundane but scheduling like like we can't we can't get together as often yep. we can't get to like if I was if I was a solo artist, I could work on my stuff whenever I want. Right. You know, and I do I do a lot of writing on my own for the for the band, but like to actually get everybody together is you have to I've learned over the years that we have to plan ahead. Yeah. You know, you have to plan this rehearsals like a month ahead. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, there's some challenges and some uh, advantages I would say. Yeah. Um, Ron, what about you cuz I know you've based on what Max is saying, I know you've been involved in <clears throat> I don't know. Was it called like a, a rap collective? A so group, yeah, or, I, I mean, our group. Um, it was it was uh, it was a handful of us. You know, it was like so like six of us. Okay, and that is I, I totally understand what Max um, what he's talking about as far as having the advantage of having multiple people, so you're able to do more. That's very true. Um, like when we were, you know, promoting our stuff, and uh, this was this was pre-social media, so we were mm-hmm. literally out, yeah, putting stickers up and everywhere, you know. So we all did that. So it goes it goes way it goes further, right? Um, <coughs> being an independent group, you know, running your own indie label as we did at that time, um, you know, life happens. You know what I'm saying? You know, we still had, people still had nine to five jobs. You know, we still doing this, recording music, you know, doing shows on tour. We still doing all this stuff while we were still working. Um, and then, you know, things started to happen. You know, guys started getting older. Uh, people started getting married, started having kids and stuff. So then it came down to people moved away. You know what I'm saying? My DJ moved to the South Beach. My manager moved to New York. Um, and my boy Jason and I, Mike Versailles, sh- shout out, Jay. Um mm-hmm. We became a duo then. So then we understood what the other uh, guys were talking about. So when you have that big movement or a larger movement, then it kind of trickles down to where it's a couple of you. 
the advantage is, like you said, you're, you're able to do more because you don't have to worry about trying to schedule times to get everybody together. Even though we were always together, so it was never an issue for us, but I can see how that could be a problem for other people. Um, <clears throat> we didn't really see a difference, though, because we were just so used to grinding. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we were grinding, like, always. So we just had that grind in us. And being in the difference between hip-hop music and, you know, like rock, alternative, you know what, it's way different, man. Like, Chicago is very, very, uh, Chicago's a difficult place to promote anything you do because mm-hmm. there's a lot of haters here, you know, especially. There's also the, just a lot of people doing the same shit. But I mean, it's like a lot Chicago's of, a big market where mm-hmm. a lot of hip hop rap artists come here, a lot of musicians have come out of here. Chicago got a lot of haters. I feel like a lot if of it, you yeah. can the third largest if area. you can succeed in Chicago. And I mean succeed in Chicago like doing anything. Like music, um, as an artist, if you got a t shirt, if you can if you can make things happen here in Chicago, I feel like you can do it anywhere. Because Chicago is a I mean, it's a market that follows other people. Mm-hmm. And it follows people like on some face value shit. So if you look the role, sound the role, but you ain't really got it, you can fool a lot of people here because they're looking for that, especially if you got the right sound. So you can fake it till you make it here. But um, I, I didn't really see any, any issues as far as us go, you know, as, um, from when we were a group to when we kind of trickled down. I mean, we're still together, but it was just one of those things where we just kind of, we, we just did our own thing anyway mm-hmm. because we didn't really care about being commercial even though a lot of people saying that we were kind of heading towards that way. We still was on some underground backpack, you know, even though we had our commercial songs and stuff, but we we was like true to the, to, to the culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we really wasn't all um, in on trying to like blow on that level. We just wanted to make, let our, we just want our music hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Max, Ron brings up a good point, so I want to ask you. So when you've got a larger band, and I mean I've seen your band, wonderful. Uh, you've got a, a bu- you've got uh, a bunch of people. You got a seven piece band. So how how do you manage the band to keep the passion for the music going? Because you're touring, you're putting out albums. You know, you're. You, I mean, obviously there's a love for the music, but as you as progressing over the years and i know you've you've had the band for several years now you know you've got people coming in and out and stuff so (coughs) what does it take to kind of keep a quality right i mean it's not just about keeping the band together but also the enthusiasm and the sound kind of like the Mm, same right so how do you go about managing how do you how do you you know if any other friends who have bands that you know what you know i don't know if you have any conversations about this but what are some things that you do to kind of keep the quality that you want while maybe there are shifts and changes and kind of but keeping it together so you get the sound that you want, right? Because yeah. at least from the music that I've heard <clears throat> and the songs I've heard, you know, if you take out one of those saxophones, it, I feel like, eh, like mm. you could probably make do, but like I feel like mm. you've really crafted it so if you have all those elements, it's perfect kind of a thing. And I've really enjoyed it, so I'm curious. I think... In my experience uh, with bands and people that I know, like, you know, talking to other band leaders, when you have a band that's like, uh, maybe certain duos, trios, maybe quartets, like, will be more collective. 
But I think if you have a larger band, you really need like a, a dedicated, like strong person driving the bus. Yep. And that's me. So right. I have uh, really, I don't know. I, I, I try to give my band members like everything that they need in order to do like their best for the band. But I think if like, I don't know if that would keep going if I was not in the picture anymore. It's kind of one of those things where like, you just need somebody to like, uh, to like chart the course of musically and like professionally, like career wise, like what are we trying to do? And then of course, then it's a question of, is everybody in the band down? And right. then you have those questions of, you know, people leaving and people coming on board. But I, I think it all stems from that, that band leader mm-hmm. that, that keeps things going. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And that's not to, uh, uh, downplay the contributions of the band members at all because they do a ton of work, but it's definitely like that has to, I don't know, like I think it's, uh, it can't be a total democracy. We, the band, uh, Gramps the Vamp early on tried total democracy and we didn't get very much done. <laughs> and, uh, and so slow, you know, it went through a diff- few different stages and eventually everybody who was like down was, uh like on board with that that program of okay max is kind of leading this and we're going forward with uh that vision and then i'm super lucky because when that happened and over the past like five six years that that's been uh that's been the way we've done things uh all the band members have embraced like that vision and now it's almost like i don't have to like tell them this is what we're doing they they just like get it and then it kind of has a, the, this life of its own but i i still kind of have someone still needs to be in the steering wheel i sure. think if you have this this large of a group makes yeah. sense. that makes yeah. sense yeah. well let me let me ask you this because i i i would agree with that 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 makes a lot of sense you do kind of need at least that was what I was curious. At least I feel like you need at least one or two people in a in a large group, or at least a, you know a core group mm-hmm. we had of a, we people had a, to keep. We had a leader. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So you got to have like that in order to keep things mm-hmm. afloat and everything, mm-hmm. uh, so you can keep going towards continuing to make the music you love to make and all that. But here's an interesting question oh, I have for you. Oh <laughs> shit! Here we go. Here we. I knew it was coming. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know what I'm gonna ask. But, I don't know what. I'm but gonna ask. okay. But this is what I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. So you put in all this work, <clears throat> you're navigating this music industry that's got celebrities over, you know, at the top, and you're yeah. a unique band in a unique genre or any genre, alternative, whatever the fuck. But you're a band. You got a good group of dudes mm-hmm. or or gals and uh, guys and gals. And um, <laughs> sorry, it's gonna happen. It was the gesture. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's the what gest- did it. Yeah, yeah, the gesture did it. Yeah. <laughs> Jets and shots. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and so you got you got this nexus right. And you're like, hey, let's just make some cool music. At the end of the day, whether you're in a band, you're a solo hip hop rap artist, you're part of a collective. What is the ultimate success in music? For a band, solo artist, <coughs> right? So, 
I'm going to just let it sit there <laughs> right mm -hmm. now and let you guys answer because I have some other thoughts, but I want you guys to have the floor to discuss that. I would say it's different for every person. Uh, absolutely. Okay. It, it, that's very true. It, it, it depends on what is successful to that person, how they view success. Um, as far as, uh, I mean, I remember when we were starting out, first time we got a song on the radio, that was like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it can be your first time you hear yourself on the radio. It can be that first album or CD or stream that you, you get. It can be that check, you know? It can be like, man, we sold all that. All that. Hell, no one goes platinum anymore. But, um, you know, it's, it, it really depends. It, 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 all, it all depends because music sales is so different today. I think people have a um, more of a realistic um, um, outlook on things. You know, I don't think everyone is. Shit, uh, to me, I don't think there's no money in music. To be honest with you, I think music can open doors for you, but if you're looking to make money, don't thank you. Don't go into music. Don't go into music, <laughs> man. It's not because it's not what happens. It's not what happens because everybody's that, doing it. That's like every creative field, right? I yep, mean, it's true, just like. True. True. If you're gonna follow something you're really passionate about, great. Yeah. But don't don't you don't need to expect yeah. money from it. Yeah. 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 So exactly. love, you know, love the journey. You know what I'm saying? Be passionate about what you're doing. If you're truly into it and you are a true if you're an artist, I mean a lot of people get into I mean, I'm a rap because I want to get some bitches and I'm gonna get it and get I'm like, all right, dude. Well we'll see how long your ass lasts. <laughs> um it's funny though, I just read this um Waka Flocka was just he just said the Waka Flocka. Hey, hold on now. Flaka Flaka. All day though. <laughs> he just said the other day, uh, I forgot what he was on, but uh, it's so great. He basically was like, yo, I think he said back in 2011, 2012, he had like 30 million of rap. And he was like, and I was a whack ass rapper. <laughs> and and whoever was interviewing, they was like, you Really? You think it's why he's like, come on, dog. He's like, I was whack as hell. He was like, my my favorite <laughs> artist, like Nas, J you know, he started naming like the legends and stuff. He was like, I know what I was doing. He's like, don't put me in a booth with Kendrick, K Dot and shit. He's like, nah. He was like, I know how far I can go. But then he was like, yo, I'm trying to be a billionaire, dude. He's like, I know what I made off music. He made his money, he bounced, he started doing other stuff. So he didn't take himself serious. Mm -hmm. I think if you're going to make your money in hip hop, because I can't speak on, you know, I, first of all, if you're not playing a real instrument, and, I mean, that's the, that's the ultimate. I wish my mom got me playing an instrument. When I got older, I was like too fucking cool. And I was like, I don't want to be that old <laughs> dude trying cool. to play. You know, be... I want to be good. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to be right. young, whack as hell. By the time I got older, I want to be bad as hell. So I ain't want right. to be bad <laughs> as an old man and shit. So I'm like, fuck it. But. <laughs> I wish I did have a chance to play an instrument. Yeah. That's something I always yeah. want. I, I, I love live music and I love instruments. I love, I listen to everything, rock, all that shit. But I thought it was really funny that he was so in tune with himself and so honest that he was like, yo, dude, I was whack, man. But <laughs> I love that. I fucking love that. So yeah. be, if you honest and then you do music, if you honest in your music, you'll blow. If you got, if you got half the damn talent, but are you honest? Someone is going to resonate with that yeah. and it's going to go because all this fake shit, people, people are smart today. People see through that. Yeah. Billie Eilish just basically called out some artists. She was like, y'all ain't doing that shit. 
Y'all are not doing it. She said she heard somebody do a song, said they had an AK, and they was like, fucking. It's like, like you are not banging nobody with an AK. You're like, Come on. If you are, then look out, girl, because somebody on the way. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You better right. get about it. Yeah. You know? And if you don't feel it as an artist, you can't expect other people to feel what you're doing. Oh, Max, say that sure. again, man. Say, say it again. Say that again. If you don't feel what you're doing as an artist, you can't expect anyone in the audience to feel what you're doing as an artist. Yeah, so. Right. Well, the reason why I asked that question is That's because real. obviously there are people who play music but are not exactly in a band or in a group mm-hmm. or like really, they just play music they because play. they enjoy music. <coughs> it brings dope. them some comfort and whatnot. Yep. But the reason why I asked is because if you're part of a band or mm-hmm. if you're part of a group, you know, is there a, there's like, there's like, I guess a stigma that, oh, we're in a band, we're going to like, you know, <coughs> tour and do live shows and we're going to try and sell albums and stuff. So I was, I was curious from your perspective that, was still the mantra of if you're an artist, do it for the art, or if there's uh, any other stigmas about being in a band, or like, uh, but I guess it, it goes back to your point. You got to have somebody who's like, this is the vision, this is what we're trying to accomplish, and then you got to get the people. Buy- is that pretty much the gist of? Uh, would you agree with that statement, or is there any other uh, differences in that? That you need like the yeah like, like the, a stig- leader, the stigma or? no like the oh. stigma around what success of being in a band would be and, and things of that or making oh, yeah. it to the upper echelon selling out crowds and blah, blah, blah. Coliseums and right. stuff yeah. like that. Shit, you know what I mean? I, I think that uh, it's been a process. Like, I'm 30 now, and, like, I think when I was 20, I was thinking about stuff like that, you know? And now I, I have a much more, like, realistic, like, mm-hmm. idea of, like, what making mm-hmm. it means. Like, not – like, no – like, not uh, – Having made it, like, oh, I've, I've gotten here and I'm done. Like, I, I made it. I don't think that exists. I think it's more about, like, do, doing it and, like, making it <laughs> yeah. in the present. Like, if you are enjoying what you're doing, if it's sustainable for you, if people are, are liking it, like, if you're getting good feedback, like, that's all, that's all I could ask for. I think it's like an evolution, you know? Over, over time, you, you, you grow with your music. And you know your artist, uh, your 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 audience grows, your depth grow, you get better, better songwriter, you get better at playing instruments, you get better at rapping. I mean, things just get better. So I think over time you just you just grow, and your subject matter changes. And I think that's the thing. And one thing about, I say this all the time, it's amazing how rap music or hip hop music, you know, they consider it a, a young person's genre. You know, no other one, no other genre. I mean, no, no one has a, uh, like a, like an age cap. Well, it's interesting because they, because they like blues, what? you would consider like an older person genre almost, right? Because like I've gone through life and now I have all these blues kind of thing. True. But although hip hop has got its roots from like jazz and blues, which is interesting. Yeah. And hip hop got its roots from, I mean, shit, pretty much everything, you yeah. know? And yeah. I think the more you have lived, I feel like the more you have things to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, because... I'm not gonna sit. I mean, all right. If if all right. So, if you got bars, it don't matter how old you are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check you out, you know. But if you got bars, you know, but you a certain age and you saying some stuff, I'm kind of like, how do you know about that? You know, like yeah. I'm not about to listen to no 15 year old kind of like tell me like, come on, man, whose story is that? You know what I'm saying? You didn't live that life. You don't even know about that. Mm-hmm. But when you get older, you get 30, 35. Now imagine a rapper that was you know in his early. <clears throat> Like, for instance, rest in peace, Prodigy of Mob Deep. Prodigy, at one point, was one of the best rappers in the game. 
Okay, he started out at he was like 17 years old. So he passed away a couple years ago. Uh, complications, a lot of stuff, a lot of people. But um, if he was still around, you know, he would be in his like mid 40s and stuff right now. He got a lot of shit to talk about. You know, he was dealing with sickle cell, just the lifestyle he came up in. I feel like people like that is like, man, but the young rappers or the young artists, they're like, I don't want to listen. They old. I don't want to listen to these old rappers. So I feel like the respect in hip hop and rap, I wish it was there. It's not the same respect for any other genre. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, that's, the, that's the one thing that I wish that was there. Well, that's interesting. Max, do you find what, what Ron is saying holds any true to like the musical genres that you've been a part of? Because I believe you did some jazz stuff. You've done some other stuff. So yeah. you, you find that s- similar-esque or, or not I, so much? I, I do think it's a little different with hip-hop and rap. Uh, it's more about like like very explicitly about like the personal experience. Because yes. a lot of it is... That's the content. Yeah, hip hop came out you know? from like the struggles of the ghetto. Sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Like right. having a voice. So. Yeah. So I so I don't think there's like an exact correlation, but um, yeah, I don't. I just don't think there's an exact correlation. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, period. <laughs> period. Put a yeah, put a cork yeah. in. Put a cork in that. Last question I have before we move <laughs> on uh, for you, Max, which I, I'm curious about. What, in your opinion, makes a band great? Or a musical group, great. Is it a great live performance? Is it how? Is it the sound of their music? Because you've made some very interesting points tonight about <coughs> you gotta, you know, you have to feel your art, or else nobody else will. So, what is it about a band or a group that makes them great? Uh, part two of the question is, and how are you striving in your own band to achieve that type of a greatness? I already know the answer to that. Well, I asked Max. I know what I'm saying. So Max, not Um, Ron. (laughs) What makes an artist great? I think what makes an artist great is that their their art and what they're doing couldn't be done by anyone else. Like I think it's like about the individuality of it, and like the um, (coughs) yeah. I just think it's like about the clear vision and uh the authenticity and the individuality of what they're doing. Um, what was the second question? How do you, how do I do that? Um, that? yeah, I I think like on a very, uh, minute level on like a very small level, like when I'm deciding, you know, does when I'm composing and do I deciding like, does the song go here? Does the song go there? Like I tried it. Like if, if there's a question, if there's like a, Oh, there's like five different things that we could do. I don't make the decision. It's only when it's like, no, it has to be this. Um, because like, this is what we do. This is what is authentic to us. And I, so I think I strive for it on a very like uh, small level. And then on, on a big picture level, uh, I strive for that, um, uh, carving out a, niche that is unique enough to what i'm hearing and you know that is this sort of for gramps the vamp uh this kind of like dark uh noir uh groove centric heavy like psych sound mixing a lot of different genres together but um 
I think it, it, it's a little bit on the on the macro scale and a little mm-hmm. bit on the micro, micro. scale, like the the uh, exact decisions you make during songwriting, and then of course like the big decision of where do I want to take this group, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I gotta. Nice. I gotta follow that and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any last thoughts, Ron? You want to uh, add I'm to what Max said before I'm we just, move on? Yeah. He he. Uh, Max had some great points. I'm just gonna add. Um, you know what makes a great group or uh, artist or a duo or whatever. <clears throat> I think it starts with uh, songwriting, rather it be heavy wordplay or short, concise, but clear vision, straight to the point, where people can can get it. Um, consistency is dope. You know, being consistent, that is important. I mean, that's pretty much for everything. You know, we, we preach that uh, with, with everything we do. Um, and just being true to yourself, you know, uh, music or sonically, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. One of the things, like uh, I was going to say, like a couple questions ago, um, what, tr- what what keep us motivated and excited? Production, man. Those beats? That kept us like, I mean, because my guys were always making beats. So we would just be sitting up. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. They just cranking out shit. So we sitting there, you know, we smoking. We hanging out. Jam sessions, I, mean, I would imagine, playing concerts, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. Know, you know, when you hear your guy Feedback. making something, and it's like, damn. And I'm like, you, you already like, yo, I got it. Can I get on that track? So you got everybody like, I want to be on that. He's like, dude, we don't, don't have three people on this shit. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have like a seven-minute song. We trying to get just like some radio shit. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, man, production, songwriting, and you got a clear vision and, and originality. Like, I can't stand people yeah. that sound like, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a lot of artists that are really good, but they just sound all the same. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like back in the day, you couldn't bite, you couldn't copy, everyone sound original. There were gatekeepers that basically made sure that you was official before you was able to get through and get on. You don't have that anymore. That's the only thing. That's a problem now. It's great that the social media and you got different avenues where you can walk your dogs and do everything yourself, but you don't have anyone checking people at the door like, nah, yo ass whack. Get the fuck out of here. You don't yeah. have that. Right. So everybody's doing it. Everybody got <clears throat> music. Everybody think they hot. But then the true the true telltale story is who's following you. Right. Yeah, I would I I think that, you know, with the internet and YouTube and everything, it's just easier to get stuff out and it's interesting to see those who progress farther than others talent be damned in some cases you know it's probably the subject matter right you know (laughs) but i think uh to to what you gentlemen were saying i think it's at least from my personal observations i feel it is definitely in any artistic format you endeavor into music comedy etc i do would have to agree it definitely is you have to find your voice Mm -hmm. in a way whether it's pen to paper writing a song uh composing a piece of music putting together a lyric some lyrical bars for a rap putting together a comedic piece putting together a comedy video whatever it is you know finding the voice of who you are as a person that is consistently putting out your work if you love (coughs) if you love it enough and then just trusting in your abilities and I, w- I would also like to say, like, it's a process. Like, it's right, not, right. like, I look back on uh, the stuff that I've released in the past, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm like, oh, you know. Yep, same thing. It's not, it's not super original. I'm getting there, you know. Yeah. And I think as an artist, you're constantly 
on the way. Right. Like, I, I don't think you're ever yeah. like, oh, I'm here, and, and this is my style now. Well, then what would be the point, then, I think you're continuing? Exactly. <laughs> I think you're constantly just trying to figure out, and I think it's just a, a, about the process of it, yeah. uh, getting to something that feels the most authentic and right. that feels unique and individual. Yeah. Um, it's constantly a process. You're constantly getting better, and... And that's what the pursuit of the that's art what it's is all for, about, yeah. right? Yeah. It's what the pursuit of that art form is for, is to constantly improve and put out better music yeah. or comedy yeah. or whatever it is. I mean, like Dave Chappelle in his special being he like, is, I'm so good at this shit. Yeah, but like, he is. He's still putting he's out specials. So yeah. He's still yeah. he's still learning because there's so many other people and there's so many other people you can learn from. And he's like, oh, I, you know, so there's always there's always mm -hmm. that. So um, thanks for that wonderful discussion. Unfortunately, we're going to have to cut it off there and move on. But that was delightful. Was. I really, really enjoyed that that conversation. I love talking music. Yeah, man. yeah. it's uh, it's been great. We'll ha we'd love to, you know. Well, we'll get to that. We'll ha we'll have you back on another time. We'll continue <laughs> conversation other ways. But uh, it's time to move on. But before we move on to our next segment, I just wanted to let you know about our other sponsor, which is the Sears Tower, guys. Uh, Guys, I don't know who this guy Willis is, but he's stolen my tower. Guys, we're not really that bankrupt, okay? We're, Willis has he's, he's confided us into a jail cell in a basement. I'm not sure where in the city exactly it is, but we're trying to get out. We're trying to claim our, our tower back. Guys, we want our tower back, okay? It's the Sears Tower, not Willis. Fuck Willis. I've, I've, I'm writing this copy but using <laughs> using the, a, a chewed-off piece of lead pencil that I got from, from the guy next door what you and writing about, on, a, on, a, on a piece of toilet paper, and I've sent it into the Chicago 60. Guys, you have to save the Sears Tower. We are locked away. Find Willis. Get Willis out of there and bring us back forever. Hashtag forever Sears Tower. Wow. wow. Okay. Yo, dude, well, I think we got to do something about that. Yeah, man. seriously. <laughs> like, Hashtag serious? forever Sears Tower. Uh, Should we like you call it a here? I, mean? I don't know. I don't know what happened to Sears, but they're gone. <laughs> and, hey, actually, and now there's no, some guy, no, Willis. No snitching, man. No snitching, Doc. Always the Sears Tower. Well, thank you, Sears Tower, for sending in that copy. Hey, sorry, Appreciate Sears. your sponsorship. Uh, and with that, gentlemen, it's time for our favorite segment oh, yeah. of the week. It is time for the, the Jagoff of the Week. Yeah. All right. Well, this week's. Wait, hold on. Everybody, this is something that is really, really important to JJ. So please hear him out <laughs> on this week's Jag Off the Week. Go ahead. Jag Off! This week's Jag Off is uh, uh, a team. Take your time. That Take your time. It's okay. I was a part of uh, in my youth. Uh, that this, uh, kills has me disgraced mm. me and anybody who has been part of it and all fans mm. of my favorite sport in the world. Mm. Some call it football. Mm. Some call it football. What do you call it? Some call it the real football. Others call it soccer. Uh. The jag off of the week is the Chicago Fire oh my God. for creating the dumbest goddamn logo I have ever fucking seen. They had an amazing logo with the crest and the C. I have the jerseys mm. in my closet that I played with when I was a young child. I was on the original Chicago Fire Academy. <laughs> that logo meant something to me. And they came out with a fucking logo that looks like they stole it from another team, number one. Number two, it looked like a monkey who had Down syndrome could have come out with that goddamn logo. I am so angry. So is most of the Chicago Fire fandom. We are not happy about this. I don't know 
where, what marketing agency or whoever, <coughs> who came up with this mm. crap that's on there? Yeah, give me that. Give oh. me that. Okay, this, <laughs> this is the actual logo of the Chicago Fire, okay? You got the thing, you got the crest here, you got the fire there, you got the big C, okay? This, this is the real <laughs> Chicago Fire, goddammit, okay? Now, now, now your jersey is a throwback. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm. Hashtag mm -hmm. Chicago Fire throwback. So you mm -hmm. know what? God damn it, Chicago Fire. I haven't even gone to a Chicago Fire game as you put crap out on the field. Now you're putting crap on the shirt. If you put crap on the shirt, you're going to get crap on the field. You got to look good to play good, and you look like shit. So what <laughs> the fuck? I'm not paying for any goddamn tickets until you change the goddamn logo. Hashtag change the logo. We're starting it here on the Chicago 60. Are we, we going to start that? Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag change, change the, logo. the logo. You pieces of shit in the marketing department and leadership of Chicago Fire. Well, it looks like they not won't be fan. doing any marketing for us. <laughs> no, they will not. <laughs> Y'all can go fuck yourselves. So you gonna hold yourself to that? Uh, I'm not gonna buy any tickets until oh, you change the logo. Hundred percent. I mean, they've, I mean, like I watch British Premier League, EPL, English Premier League, hands down to begin with. Anyway, my team is Arsenal, which isn't doing good either, but. Uh, I will seriously not go to a fire game because one MLS soccer is pretty crap for the most part. I, I, mean, I don't even know of, soccer, but I know I'm that telling much. you. Well, I know <laughs> soccer, and you see, okay, thank you. I mean, it's it's just not great stuff. They're expanding a bunch of teams. They're all aren't there, to come aren't these they like all the logos. guys that play in all the dope leagues and they like get old and they start playing over there's here? There's that. Okay, there's that. They get like all the retiree yeah, yeah, best yeah, players, right. or they get like all of the best players from like the lower leagues in oh, countries or like the over. less known leagues like Austrian league and all that shit to come over here and then you yeah. know those guys aren't bad per se but yeah. the level and quality and American soccer sucks because they don't let their play it's just a we whole cycle thing and it starts with the goddamn shitty logos so goddamn it change the fucking logo hey, you jag offs y'all want some talent God. I better change y'all logos man you change the change fucking it. logo you know the logo is what that had tradition in history you know they, the logo is important the fire won their first season as their inaugural season they won the championship with that logo and then you go and change it you, you go and you, just change that what you, the fuck were y'all thinking you about man? fucking jag offs fuck? God and I love Chicago teams but you, <sighs> fucking you know what jag -offs. seriously Chicago jag offs Max would you like to give a uh, a jag off to the jag offs. No pressure. No yeah. pressure. Oh, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually kind of glad they're going to be in the city. There okay, you well, it. there is that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to be. In, they're yeah, not going to be. Ever on WGN. Bridge there are viewer. some positives. See? It's just the logo that sucks. <laughs> See? Hey. Just uh, no one's going to force sucks. me to be negative. Yeah. Exactly. That's, That's why. Right. I, I, no I, one's going to force me. Up on your vibe right away. <laughs> Right away. All right. Well, other, other shout out to the original. The original logo was, of course, inspired by the Chicago Fire Department logo. Correct. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Also I, true. I, I Which like, is also very cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I will the say the the new logo isn't like anything though. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's not. It's, it's like an oval and then a smaller oval I mean, and then like little. If you're gonna change the logo, it looks like, it looks like you gave your kid Photoshop and and <laughs> when when he was bored and you're like it's play like, on this. You know what it looks like? It what looks like it looks like. Uh, a parent went to their kid and was like, hey, uh, draw what is on the top of a rooster or a turkey. And then he's like, okay. And then they put their hand and they do, and they're like, okay, now do it on the other side. And then they do it on the other side. And they're like, okay, now draw two ovals. And that's the fucking fire logo. <laughs> All right, so what if it is some fucking Jagoffs. Mm. Don't care. Put, that, oh, kid is, that kid is oh, never going to art school. Justin. 
Justin, fuck that kid. Justin, you're beautiful. I'm sure someone's kid made it. Some, somebody's kid. Somebody's kid, man. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was like, yeah. somebody in the marketing department was just like, Daddy, so, Daddy, or Bobby, I made the logo for the fire. They're, they're like, like oh. fine, fine. And then they threw it up to the board, and somehow people it's, were like, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, and they're it's like, stuck. Oh, fuck. And then just stuck. They was like, <laughs> yeah. Someone's yeah. kid did make that. Somebody's kid did make it. <laughs> it might be a grown kid. Yeah. Somebody's kid made it. I don't care. Dude, you know yeah. they're proud as hell right now. They are proud, probably rolling in the Tesla right now. I don't care. You're all Jagoffs for that shitty logo. Hashtag change the logo. Chicago Fire, Jagoffs. All right. Until you win a championship, then you're off my shit list. But until then, you're all Jagoffs. All right. Well, uh, that was the Jagoff for the week. Uh, that concludes this episode of the <laughs> Chicago 60 Podcast. But I'd like to end by letting you all know that this podcast is also sponsored by Gramps the Vamp. That's right. Because this is an amazing band, and we just want to let you know that they have, uh, uh, they're trying to release a brand new album. They've got an Indiegogo page. And I, would, I am happy to report, uh, which I was going to do on the podcast, but Norm has already stolen my thunder. <laughs> Norm beat him but we have made a contribution ourselves to Gramps the Vamp. Uh, Indiegogo page. We have pledged two hundred and fifty dollars to their album release. Thank you. We guys. all want you to do the same thing. You don't have to necessarily do two hundred fifty dollars, or do, or but any do. amount but helps. Can, help this amazing man. We're going yeah. to post some of their music on our page. You can listen to how good their stuff is. Help them get to their next album, and also so they can tour. These guys are fucking great. This guy is fucking <coughs> great. He's had a, it was amazing conversation. Help him out. We're helping him out. Go and do it, okay? We're gotta, we'll be posting the Indiegogo page tomorrow and throughout the week, plus some of their music throughout the week. Check them out. Help them out. Let them continue to make great music for you here in the land of Chicago. The most popular uh, rewards to choose are the download of the album, 15 bucks, and the vinyl record, 25 bucks. Nice. I, I would say get a vinyl record. Get a vinyl. Even 25 if you bucks, guys. Even Come on. if you don't have... Oh, I know most people ain't got turntables. How, how many of those are you making? Racket player? Get it, yo. Most likely 500. Uh, That's just like the smallest you can make and make it work financially. Limited, <laughs> it, it, but it, it'll be a limited supply. It will be a limited supply, yes. There you go. So you get it now, folks. Get it now. We'll be posting. Collectible. Go to our page and find them. Max, where else can they find Graham Savamp and yourself for amazing music and other announcements? You can go to gramsthevamp.com, and uh, you can also go to maxmagathy.com for my personal stuff and like film score stuff that I do on the side as well. And Max with two X's. Yes, Max with two X's. We will put uh, all of those links into the descriptions of the podcast and all the videos that will go up on YouTube. You can find it there. You can also find him uh, on Instagram at, at GramsTheVamp for the band and at Max McGathy as well. Uh, send him a message. Find out about where you can find more of the music and follow them. Follow them, God damn it. Follow them. Follow, you follow you them. He told you wait, wait. Follow he, he them. Told you Max, two, two X's, not yes. three. That might lead you to somewhere else that's right different story exactly well uh thank you max for coming on the show i really appreciate you for being thank you guys great conversation i also want to thank my wonderful co-host ron russell for being here as always thank you ron wonderful conversations contribution thank you thank you to quiet that's right norman taking the photos running the show quiet thank you very much and of course thank you to joe nilo 
for all of his wonderful insights and also helping to produce the show. That's right. Thank you very much, guys. And that concludes an episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard, <coughs> please follow us on Facebook. Yes. Follow us on YouTube if yes. you want to watch video. We're going to be doing an episode of Couch Stories right after this with Max. You can learn a little bit more about him. So you can only see that on YouTube. So make sure to go to the YouTube page. Hit subscribe. Hit the notification bell. We're also releasing a new comedy video every Thursday, y'all. So check those out. You can only get those on YouTube. So hit that. We're on Instagram at Chicago underscore six zero at Chicago underscore six zero. And of course, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, Mm -hmm. leave us a five star review and follow and subscribe us. That really helps us with the ranking. So more people can learn about cool people like Max and cool shit going on in our wonderful city that we call Chicago. So go do all that, y'all. And now we have to end every episode with our favorite phrase of all time. On the count of three. You guys ready? Yeah, I'm down. One, a two, a tree. Bear down and fuck the Packers. All right, that was another episode of the Chicago 60. We shall see you with another amazing guest next week. Yeah, I like your jersey, though. Don't be a dick. Be a ditka. <laughs>